1: Welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl, Amy, with Larry Levine. What's going on today, Larry?
0: It's, you know, we're, hit, we're heading into the end of the year. It I, is time. I, I, know, I just can't believe it. It just I remember it was January 2017, not too long ago, and it just seems like the older you get, the days just seem to, it's still the same amount of hours, Daryl, but what happens to the time? But here we are. It's the end of the year. It's the end of
1: 2017. Ah, uh, but it's my favorite time of year. It's Christmas, obviously, holidays, all of that. Unbelievable. But even more so, I love this time of year because this is, for me, this is this is like a reflective time of year to really sit down and, and think about what happened over the year and plan for the year to come. And I, I don't know about you, but that week between Christmas and New Year's to me is so um, fantastic. I love that week. And I love being able to... to really sit down and and uh think about what's coming ahead and you know i was training a group of sales reps i'm in the uk this week so you're like what early in the morning i'm late at night tonight you're you know you're you're getting your day started i'm rounding out and uh, dude i haven't i haven't even eaten lunch yet oh my gosh it's crazy but uh, hey people are selling stuff all over the world right yeah they so, are so um but, but what I was, uh, you know, you're training a group of sales reps and of course, when you train a group of sales reps, of course, a trainer is always going to say, who wants to earn more this the next year than you did this year? And, and I think we all do, right? We all want to earn more money. If we're going to earn more money, that means we've got to be able to bring more value to our clients that there's no, I mean, I don't think you could say we can work harder or we could work smarter, I'm making the assumption on this this uh, podcast that our, our, our group of sales professionals that are regular listeners to the Selling from the Heart podcast are working hard. We've got to work smarter. And how do we work smarter? One of the ways we work smarter is by adding more value. Well, how do we add more value? We've got to become more valuable. And so what we want to talk about today, and as we head into the end of the year, the next two or three weeks, we'll talk about, uh, we really want to explore this idea of building our our development plan, our plan for 2018. And today we want to look at uh, the concept of a personal development plan. What am I going to do to become a better Daryl Amy? What am I going to do to become, well, what are you going to do to become a better Larry Levine? I'm not going to become a better Larry Levine, but what are are you, what are we going to do? What's the plan? Because the reality is if there's no plan, we're just going to sit at the end of next year being the exact same people that we are today and wondering why we left a lot of opportunity on the table.
0: You know, and, and you, you bring up some really good points, and it just triggered. I just had a conversation a couple of days ago with uh, a couple people. It was actually uh, it was a gal and her dad, and we, and we just started talking about business plans. Yeah. So you kind of follow me on this because I think this is where, this is where our podcast is going to go because it's this time of year where right. we're talking about planning. Yes. And the whole question come up and she goes, year over year, our sales reps are told to write a plan and mm-hmm. their managers, right? Come mm-hmm. up with a plan and it's a tick box exercise, right? So exactly. a, lot of, a lot of tick box exercises are going to go between now and the end of the year because the sales reps going to go, okay, I have to fill this out because my manager wants it. My manager says, well, I got to fill this out. Your sales reps got to fill this out because it's something that I have to do for
1: my boss Right. And so we're going to roll it up to their plan and all that stuff. Right. It,
0: so, you know, let's just take it back. Cause we talk, we talk a lot on this podcast about the difference between sales reps and sales professionals. Right. So let's talk about a sales professional and their personal development plan that they can hold themselves accountable to. Exactly. And, and I think that's the big key to this is a true sales professional is going to take this time of the year. Not only to continue to prospect, but they're going to look at what do I need to do, like you said, to become more valuable? What do I need to do to get more visible with my current clients? Mm -hmm. How can I improve and get to that next level? And I think we're going to to deliver some real actionable items over the course of the next couple podcasts that I think people are going to take take the heart and then they can implement heading into
1: 2018. Yeah. This is a money-making episode, the big time, because, because when we put this plan together and we start executing on this, look, we all have the bare minimum that we have to do, whatever that is in your organization. You know, if it's the end of the year, like you're saying, check the box and, they got to roll it up to the annual operating plan and all that stuff. Of course, that needs to be done. But the bare minimum is not what we're all about because we don't want to earn the bare minimum and we don't want to experience the bare minimum in life. So, if we're going to do more than the bare minimum, if we're going to be in the top 1%, what we need to do is we need to do the hard work, as Keenan was talking about last week, which how cool was that episode with Keenan? Oh By the way, gosh. thank you, yeah. Keenan. Major shout out to Keenan and the Keenan Nation. Uh, any of you who are joining us this week, we're glad you're back. But, uh, so this week we want to really think together about how can I develop a personal development plan for myself? And, you know, as, as I'm even, as we're talking about this, as, as I'm saying all this, so many, so many of us got into sales because we wanted independence. We wanted to be, you know, independent and we wanted earning opportunities and all that stuff. Well, guess what? With independence, with freedom comes responsibility. We have a responsibility if we want to be the top earners in our companies, if we want to achieve all that we plan on and more, we have a responsibility to apply ourselves to personal development. And there's, go ahead.
0: No, and, and, and you just, I, I fully agree. But what I was going to say is, in addition to that, is we got to hold ourselves accountable. So mm. what are we going to do to continually hold ourselves accountable to get to that next level? So it's not just, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm the CEO of me. If you're the CEO of me, then guess right. what? Run your business as if you're going to run your business the correct way, which means you
1: got to personally
0: hold yourself accountable. And it's not just do this just to do it.
1: Yeah. So we want to encourage everybody to build out their own personal development plan and by personal development plan, it means it's personal. There's no prescription here, but there are three high level areas we want to talk about today that, that we believe need to be a part of your personal development plan. They're definitely going to be a part of my personal development plan. Um, So those, uh, the first one of those three areas, this is the obvious one, but it's sales skills sales skills need to be a part of your personal development plan. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know where to start here, but I think the obvious place to start is, um, it, at a minimum, we've got to decide at the beginning of the year what we're going to commit to in, in terms of a learning regimen on sales skills, whether that's books, whether that's podcasts, whether that's, um, uh, <laughs> I was going to say cassette tapes, uh, whether that's, you know, and I'm totally dating myself, but, uh, dude, I can, dude, I can't believe you just threw that out there. I don't want to hear another word out
0: of your mouth that I read a book and I hold it in my hand after you just dropped <laughs> that
1: mom. <mouth. laughs> I, I, mean, I was having the flashbacks to Tom Hopkins and the Mobile University and all of that. <laughs> those good old days. <laughs> I'd still play those tapes as part of my sales development plan. It was good stuff. Oh. But it really doesn't matter what that, what, what that learning format looks like for you, and maybe it's... Uh, yeah, maybe it's, it's the paper book. Maybe it's the Kindle for me. Maybe it's the Audible for, for somebody else. It really doesn't matter. The, the, the thir- first thing that matters is that we have a steady diet of sales skills training and, and that we're continually honing every aspect of the art of selling.
0: No, and, and it goes back to, um, you know, consuming content. I don't. I don't care what format it is, and and this goes back to. I think you and I were talking about it once, but it, it just proves a point. Is um, this probably about three or four months ago? Mm-hmm. In my Kiwanis, you know, my Qantas group, we have speakers every Wednesday, and this one speaker started talking about. She was a past teacher. And now she's running. You know the the parent teacher group or the the teachers association in the county mm-hmm. that I live in, mm-hmm. and. Um, she spoke to us for like 20 minutes, but one of the things, and I actually, um, you'll be, you'll be shocked or cause I actually did it on a piece of paper. I actually put it in my notes section in my, in my iPhone. So you'll be proud of me that I didn't put pen to paper on this one. I actually, ah, congratulations actually Larry. electronically. Yeah. Bold
1: step into right. the 21st century.
0: Yeah. It was kind of scary for me but anyway, but what she was saying is teachers need to consume 10 times the content of their students. Yeah. And so this, this is this is a great one as we fast forward to what's that look like for a for a sales professional? A sales professional's got to consume ten times the content of their clients and of their potential clients. They need to be consummate learners, and they got to learn the craft of selling. They got to learn their industry you know their industry craft. Right, right. What can they do to consume content? And well, where do they get it?
1: From. That's a very valid point. and And uh, I think it's a good rabbit trail to run down for a minute. You, you, add a, add, you know, there is a huge case to say that, that sales reps are educators, that, that our job is to bring value. If we want to get paid a lot of money, we need to be, be able to bring value. Value add equals gross profit. So how am I going to bring value? Well, I need uh, you know, I need to bring ideas. Now, I think that gets to our second point. Um, which is I don't just need sales skills, I also need business acumen. And I need to understand business in in general and in particular um, business in the context of the the people that you're selling to. So if you're selling to uh, the healthcare industry, guess what? If you're not doing this already, your plan in 2018 needs to include consuming content for the healthcare industry, that could include books, that could include podcasts, that could include magazines. It could include finding the right blogs, um, whatever that is. So that uh, when you walk into uh, when to, when you walk into the, the the client's office, you're able to add value. You're not just there as a, an empty suit without anything to offer, or you're not just there to to spew product information and masterfully use your sales skills. You actually have some substance to bring to the table that earns you a seat at the table, and that's what we yeah. all want is we want a seat at the executive table. Well, guess what? If you want a seat at the executive table, you better know the industry or industries that you're selling to. Yeah, and
0: and you bring up a oh boy. I mean, we could. This is just a great topic to talk around because I, I see it, I see people struggle with this all the time. Is if if you want to get a great conversation going within an executive. Then mm-hmm. use their language, talk, you know, talk about what's important to them. And and it's and it's just no difference. So that's just use a really great analogy because we're all, you know, we're sports guys. Right. You know, no, nothing worse than getting into a conversation with somebody who's faking sports, right? Because mm-hmm. you can you can you can poke holes in that one all day long. <laughs> Yeah. But, it, but it's no different with a sales professional. If you want to get engaged and, and, and I think that's the hardest thing for salespeople to understand is how do I, how do I open up a conversation with somebody?
1: Yes. And furthermore, once I do is how do I keep that conversation going? Right. Absolutely. Well, and, and how am I going to keep that conversation going? The The reality is more, it's tougher to prospect. It's tougher to get attention with decision makers than ever. However, one of the reasons I think it's tougher is is most sales reps historically have not brought any value. But when you do bring value, you shine out like a star. I mean, you really do. And and so now, you know, and it's interesting, you look at the spectrum of, um, you know, salesperson all the way up to trusted advisor, right? Someone that is an order taker, maybe we'll just put in that bottom quadrant of low value, low profit up to, you know, that high upper right quadrant of trusted advisor. Well, guess what? How do you become a trusted advisor? You better have some knowledge. You better have some ideas where are you going to get ideas? You know, you're going to get that through learning a business acumen. So if you sell to an industry, it's, you know, there's, every industry is changing right now. So there's no excuse saying, well, I've been selling this industry for 20 years. I already know the industry. No, you don't. It's changing. I guarantee you, every industry is changing. So uh, if you sell to an industry, then dig in. If you sell to functional areas, you know, maybe, maybe you're a, a sales rep that sells into the IT space, um, you know, so you've got to stay on top of, of the, the trends in the industry right now, what's, what's driving it. And, you know, that means, that means doing some homework, doing some research, reading some books, subscribing to blogs, downloading some white papers and actually reading them. And, and this is where, you know, if we're the ones that, uh, if, if product knowledge, and we're going to talk about product knowledge next you need product knowledge, but product knowledge can be acquired by prospects. They can download and read almost the same stuff that you get to read. Sometimes we all all say they know more about the product than us. That's inexcusable, but the product, uh, product knowledge is out there. So, um, if we're, if we're going to be more valuable than, a, than the internet, we better have some business acumen. And, uh, you know, and that, that could uh, include some other things. One of the things we did this week, I was doing some, some solutions training with a technology company. And we did a module and, and there, it, was, it was interesting because, um, you know, at first from the class, there was pushback. We did a module on financial statements inside this solutions training. And, uh, you know, inside I could see the room. I could see, Daryl, why are we looking at a p and statement? Well, guess what? It's how your clients keep score. And, and it's, you know, you're telling your clients all day long, you're going to reduce their overhead expenses. What does that really mean? By the end of that, the lights came on. But it was one of those moments where I think we realized that we don't just need to learn our product knowledge. We've got to get inside the life of our clients and go, what can I do to add and bring value to them?
0: Well, no, and, and boy, you, n- nothing worse. Cause I've been, I've been in rooms and I know you have as well as that deer in headlights, because <laughs> a lot you. of times we just say words just because they roll off the top of our, you know,
1: tongue, oh, right? So yes. it's like, all a, so it's
0: like all of a sudden, because you did, you just triggered this <laughs> and, and, and our, you know, we've been in rooms together where we're picking through P and L statements with sales reps, mm-hmm. but, but there's just nothing worse. If if you want to have a great conversation with a C-level executive, right. then understand a P&L. So when you say, hey, I'm going to reduce your overhead expenses by whatever that percent is, or I'm going to add this to the bottom line, no and what that somebody means. calls you out and says, well, how are you going to do that? <laughs> yes. Guess what, guys? You better be prepared to do that. And, you know, those are some of the things that moving into 2018 is, you know, maybe sit down with a financial person, maybe the CFO inside your company and say, hey, can you help educate me on how you read our P&L? Yeah. What, what are the things that you're looking for? Well, and it's not all exciting. I mean, like- no, it's and to me, I, I mean, it's kind of boring yeah, stuff for me, but it's, just kind it's of terrible. sort of
1: things you have to do. There's a new financial, uh, there's a new IT security <laughs> legislation in Europe <laughs> called the GDPR. And so, you know, and, and I, you know, I'm in, I'm in this, this, uh, in these countries now and, and I've got to learn about GDPR. So I literally have in my inbox, a 50 page special report on everything you need to know about GDPR. And guess what? Do I want to read that? Is there anything that, you know, on the plane ride home, you know, I could watch mission impossible three or whatever, or read the GDPR report, but guess what? It's, it's no different than going to the gym. I can sit at home in my recliner and, you know, eat uh, Cheetos and watch football, or I can go to the gym. And, And this is where we've got to develop the business acumen. And that may even include taking some courses, by the way, online courses. Right now, if you didn't get to go to business school, Um, and, um, or, or there's areas where we can sign up and learn and it's, it's so valuable. So we're talking sales skills as part of your personal development plan. We're talking, uh, business acumen as part of your personal development plan. Now this next one is, is going to seem a little counterintuitive, but I, we're going to talk product knowledge as part of your personal development plan. My experience has been that most sales organizations, have really become lax in terms of the amount of product knowledge they require their salespeople to have. I don't care if you sell cars. I don't care if you sell technology. I've noticed that across the board, because we go, well, they can learn that on the internet. We've gotten lazy. Well, guess what? If you don't know as much as the internet, if you're not able to know more about the product than your customer knows about it, shame on you you've got access to the internet. You've got, you've got access to the product. If you sell, uh, you know, I just, I, I think of a recent car buying experience that a friend of mine had and he was like, I, not only did I know more about the vehicle, the guy didn't know anything about the vehicle. I'm like, why would you not take the time, you know, while you're sitting around the car dealership all day to read the brochure and do the training and know, you know, what, what's special about that thing. And and but I think this is becoming epidemic, and I think just because your company might be lazy about requiring their salespeople to know the product inside out, that doesn't mean you have to be lazy about it.
0: No, and and you bring up a, a phenomenal point because you know sales salespeople out there are being told you know stories sell right they do they do effective stories tell or mm-hmm. sell, mm-hmm. but you know, if if you don't understand your product, you don't understand the solution, you don't understand the ins and outs of that car, you haven't experienced it. So nothing worse than a group of salespeople out there selling, you know, B2B technology Yeah. and, and they don't even understand how the technology works inside their own organization. Right. Right. So, you know, here you are, you're trying to sell this stuff. You're asking somebody to spend you know, fifty to a 200000 dollars of their company's money on a right. specific solution. With you. But with you.
1: And you're expecting you even, to earn commission off and,
0: of it, and right? you want to earn commissions, you but to earn you can't a lot even of Right. And you can't even effectively say, Well, let me share with you how I use this in my own organization. Let me share with you how it's revolutionized the way that right. we process
1: XYZ. I mean, I'm, I'm encountering you know, salespeople that haven't pushed all the buttons even on a product that they sell. And so here's what we want to challenge you. And, and, and once again, this podcast, as you know, selling from the heart is not for sales reps. It's not for average rank and file, clock punching, complaining, barely making quota salespeople. Selling from the heart is for people who are willing to do the hard work to be in the top performance, not only top performing income wise, but top performing for their clients and adding value. And all of this leads to income and personal satisfaction and integrity and all of that. So we want to challenge you to make a plan, Uh, make a plan for yourself in 2018 on what you're going to do sales skills wise, business acumen wise, product knowledge wise. If you've been sloppy in any of those areas, it's, you know, it's time to come clean. We've all been sloppy in those areas. It's time to rededicate, recommit, and literally make a plan. So what's that plan look like? Well, I think, uh, you know, it can look different for everybody, but I think you should have quarterly goals for personal development. What am I going to consume this quarter? What is my goal? You know, if I sell, um, if, I, if, I, if I know that there is a, uh, that I'm, I'm behind the curve on the 12 core products that I sell. Well, I'm going to make a personal commitment to focus on every product for the next 12 weeks and learn it inside out quiz myself, have other people quiz me on what I need to know about that. So I'm not caught flat footed and i really intimately understand the product. Um, set those quarterly goals for this, the book or books you're going to read that quarter And then I think along with the quarterly goals, Larry, I think the other thing we need to do is we need to commit to some daily habits. So books get read one page at a time, right? So if I'm going to commit to reading a book this quarter, I've got to open it up and every day consume a little bit. I got uh, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite productivity guru. If you follow me on LinkedIn, I'm always sharing productivity stuff. So right now on this trip, uh, I'm embarrassed to say I'm on page 21. I got a little more work to do, but, uh, you know, getting things done by David Allen is, is one of my favorite books. So he wrote another one I'm, I'm reading. I can't, if I'm going to read this in the next month, I got to look at this and go, this book has 298 pages. I'm going to round that up. That's 300 pages. There's 30 days next month. That means I got to read 10 pages a day and I got to hold myself accountable to that. Just like I got to go to the gym and do this many reps or just like I need to go, uh, you know, do this many prospecting calls or this many touches on, uh, you know, so, so this, this uh, plan needs to be quarter, you know, kind of maybe I'd almost envision this is how I do it. Uh, look at what I want to accomplish each quarter in the areas of sales skills, business acumen and product knowledge, maybe even make a little table. And then underneath that table of what you're going to commit to say, okay, what is my daily plan? You know, you've heard me talk, I, I like eating content for breakfast, and I like reading in the evenings. Maybe for you, you like listening to a book on the way to work instead of, you know, sports talk or, or whatever you listen to. And maybe in the evening, that means sitting down with your iPad and consuming, you know, 20 minutes worth of blog articles in your space. It's got to be a daily habit, though, because otherwise, we're going to set these lofty goals, and we're not going to, you know, we're not going to have done anything.
0: Well, no, and and I mean, you, you know, and, and here's if 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 you want to even take it one step farther, mm-hmm. is not only you commit to doing this and you create the plan, mm-hmm. you hold yourself accountable to it, but what I would suggest is you also give that plan to your manager. Mm-hmm. You, also give, you also give that you also give that plan to a significant other. Yeah. You also give that plan to maybe your best friend. Yes, and have multiple people hold you accountable because you know in the end, y'all want to get better. It's no, it, it, it's no different than a sports athlete saying, "Hey, right. you know, I'm I'm coming up on my contract year." That's right. So look at how look at how many sports athletes coming up on contract years have phenomenal years because they know what's going to happen.
1: Right, right. right. They're
0: going to cash in big time. Yeah. So think, you know. I'm trying to keep it simple, but here we are at the end of 2017. Why don't you look at this as your contract year and say, Hey, you know, what do I need to do to knock it out of the ballpark in 2018? Mm -hmm. Let, you know, do like what Daryl said, you know, come up with these plans that you can hold yourself accountable to on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly basis, Mm -hmm. put that together, and then be proactive with it. Take that to your manager and say, this is how I would like for you to hold me accountable Mm -hmm. as we move into 2018. Because if you can together, we're going to win. Right. Here's how, you know, if you're married, Hey, can you help hold me accountable? Because together, if you can hold me accountable, imagine everything that it provides and helps our family with. Mm. And then if it's, and then if it's a friendship level, right? Yeah.
1: What's it do to your friendship? It strengthens your friendship. Yeah. I think that is so strong. I mean, that's, that's, that's powerful. And you know what I, your sale, I don't care what your uh, company is going to invest in you in terms of sales training. And it doesn't matter. And Take and it, it upon doesn't yourself. Matter. Take it upon yourself. And that's the thing. I mean, companies are cutting budgets for all this stuff. I don't care. We got to find, it doesn't, doesn't mean that you don't have to have this for yourself, which means go get it, you know, and, and we're not, you know, we're not the, the group of whiners. We're the people that go out and get it done. So we're going to keep challenging you over the next couple of weeks. Come back. We'll talk more about building out your plan for 2018. But until then, um, we just want to challenge you, you know, start start writing it down. What am I going to do personal development-wise in the areas of sales skills, business acumen, and product knowledge? And uh, start thinking about what you want that to look like over the horizon of the next year and uh, what activity you're willing to commit to on a daily or weekly basis to make that happen. And, and man, I promise there's probably nothing more that you could do that would add more value to yourself, add more value to your clients, add more to your bottom line uh, than, than this, what we're talking about today. So thank you everybody for joining us. Thanks for uh, sharing the podcast. Thank you everyone who is uh, reaching out to us and, and uh, chatting with us on LinkedIn. We really enjoy it. Uh, We really are honored to be a part of this community of professionals that are committed to doing the hard work, doing what it takes, not taking shortcuts, planning, committing to the plan, going above and beyond in training, and most of all, Selling from the Heart.
0: Thanks for listening to the Selling
1: from the Heart podcast on the Salescast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode we appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.